Hello, it's Louise again with the Knit British podcast. Knit British supports wool grown, spun and dyed in the UK. Episode 11, slightly out of step, but on the right track. Hello everybody. I'm a little bit early with my podcast this month. I hope you won't mind that. It's lovely to see you all. Welcome to listeners who are returning and a huge hello to listeners who are joining us for the first time. It's lovely to have you here. I sort of swithered about podcasting until after Yarndale. But once I get back from Yarndale next week, then it's Shetland Wool Week soon after. And so I thought October's podcast is already shaping up to be about three and a half hours long. So I thought I would fit one in um, before I go. As you're listening to this, I will probably be packing and getting ready to go down to Skipton. Very excited about that, but more on that later. In this episode, I am also going to talk about Whip Crack Away, Edinburgh Yarn Festival Podcast Lounge, Cast Off and Cast On. And we also have a pattern giveaway from a wonderful designer that ties in really wonderfully with Shetland Wool Week. I also have another knit-related song at the end of the podcast for you. So, kettles on, whips poised, and let's go! Readers of the blog will know that myself and Nick from Yarns from the Plain podcast have started co-hosting a cal, not content with just finishing the lush cal knit along. The lush that I'm knitting on as we speak because I didn't finish in time. We have decided to co-host a cal, but don't worry. You will have the yarn and you will have the patterns. You don't have to buy anything for this cal because it is a whip cal. It was Nick that came up with that, the name Whip Crack Away, which I love. And of course, you can't stop from singing Doris Day when you are knitting along. <laughs> this is definitely an antidote to the cast-on-itis of the autumn-winter pattern collections that I get. So it's good to be sort of knitting the things that have been long neglected. We all are guilty of having project bags and whips, unfinished whips around the house. I'm sure, quite sure, that you have more than you would admit to. I try and keep it down to three or four, which I thought was was a lot, <laughs> but it turns out... That That is not a lot compared to some. <laughs> but what I usually do is if I have, if I have more as three, then I tend to sort of lay them all out in front of me and think about where I was at when I was knitting that whip and what I liked about the pattern and why I stopped knitting it or why I stopped loving it. And then I decide whether to keep on knitting it or frog it and put the yarn to better use in something else which is is quite a good thing to do and you can do that for your for your whip crack away as well because if you don't if you have whips and you don't think you'll ever love them again then rip those babies back and um, put that yarn to good use so yeah i i had quite a few whips i had the montrose hat i have the tree rings blanket by andrea Wrangle. i have the Follow Your Arrow Shawl, I have the Wedbeck Shawl by Carrie Westerman and I have the Lush and I was nearly finished the Lush so there was no way that that was getting ripped back. The Tree Rings Blanket needs about, has got about 20 
repeats of the knit on edging to go and I've done about 20 so I'm roughly near I'm nearly finished halfway with that knit on edging and that has been on the go since boxing day <laughs> so I'm de I'm desperate to get that finished actually uh, the Wedbeck shawl is lovely and I really really like it um, and I just had sort of put it to one side because I'd cast it on at a time where other things were being cast on and I'd cast it on to take away with me on a training trip and yeah it just sort of I, I was knitting my my Brigante Lush at the time and it just unfortunately got sort of set to one side. The Follow Your Arrow shawl which is that is was the Anazolda mystery knit along shawl. I don't actually think I've got much to go on it because I was knitting it in the installments of course the pattern is out now in its entirety. I think I got up to clue four the end of clue four and I was really happy with the choices that I'd made in the because you could choose each clue had an option A or an option B and you could knit it coloured or you could knit it with one colour or multicoloured and all of a sudden I just fell out of love with it and I wasn't really quite sure why and I think it was the possibly the colours the colours the, the yarn that I'm using is I had stashed dove for it and I was using a lovely grey lamb's wool from Colour Mart which I had made the stasis jumper in also some really vibrant crimsony ready pink uh, Shetland wool um, which I got from a sample um, sale which is oiled and I think actually I really I really did like the two colours to begin with and actually the more I knit it the more it started to look like a Tonex tea cake wrapper um, in those sort of colours and also the pattern as it grew outwards sort of reminded me of that. I don't know whether it was the two different textures because the the lamb's wool was unoiled and was is exceedingly soft and lovely and then when I was working with the red it was because it's oiled and unwashed it's quite scratchy and I think after a while I just got a bit fed up of that so I would like to finish that and the Montrose hat I had just cast on I'd cast it on in Kettle Yarn Company Twist Yarn which I spoke about in the last episode and because I just cast it on and I hadn't moved much further than the brim I thought that's the one to go <laughs> so unfortunately um, my Montrose hat is now back to being balls of lovely Kettle Yarn Company twist yarn which I actually have in mind for something else which I'll speak about later. I don't have any really really old whips. I think my oldest is the Tree Rings Blanket which is from the, you know Boxing Day last year then Follow Your Arrow then Wedbeck then Lush and Lush has just got I'm, do, I'm knitting as we speak I've just got a few more rounds to do on the second sleeve that I'll be finished with that so so yes whip crack away it's fantastic it's really lovely to give a bit of attention to these whips that we've been neglecting really and we all have neglected whips I don't believe you if you say you don't have any neglected whips I'm hope I think I'll take Wedbeck to Yarndale with me because that'll be a nice one to work on whilst traveling and it's not very big at the moment so hopefully by the time I get back it'll be a lot bigger <laughs> But it's lovely, again, to see all these unfinished objects picked up again and becoming loved again. Nick and I are sharing the chat threads until the 27th. It's in the Knit British group and then it'll go back to the Yarns from the Plain group. Morale and support for whips are really high and everyone is so pleased to be working on these things again and have got a renewed love for these items, actually. There are finished objects in the threads already and there is a finished object thread in both Nick and my group. Uh, the Knit British group so when you finish an item post the picture in both of those groups and then you might win a prize because there will be prizes I believe Nick is thinking to <laughs> uh, 
because um, she's got quite a lot of whips <laughs> and she seems to keep finding more but she has said that for every whip she finishes she will donate a prize now I don't know if I'll be doing quite that but I will have a few prizes I know that I have two skeins of Navia Duo in Old Rose colourway which is about 360 metres altogether of a really lovely Faroese Shetland yarn that's also got Australian lamb's wool in it and it's a four ply so that is one of my prizes. I will also go into the stash and see what else I can contribute. I think there might be a bit of luxury coming out of there if I can dare part with it. I'm not going to say what it is yet because I don't I might renege <laughs> but I think I can cope with a bit of hand-dyed luxury for this prize. So there's definitely going to be those two prizes and maybe more and I'll see what I can find. The cal goes on until November the 15th and you can join in any time. If you have got a whip that you cast on before the 1st of September this year, then you are more than welcome to join in and, and contribute. And, and let's let's hear about your whip. Um, I think seven years is the oldest whip so far so can you do any better than that do you have anything in your unfinished objects that's even older than that that you could find a bit of love for again because it's easy when we see the bags to think oh god i'll not think about that garment or that scarf or oh yeah i just really just have to sew it up or you know we just ignore them we see the bag or we see the you know the item all jumbled up in a drawer or think oh yeah i'll come back to that so let's just assess those whips and get them out there and find a little bit of love for them again and, f and figure out what it was you loved about them. As I say, I find this a great antidote to the cast-on-itis of this time of year with all these fantastic patterns that are coming out. And I bet you, I bet you anything that you've got in your in your unfinished object pile, things that you had cast-on-itis for last year and the year before and the autumn and winter before that. So come on, get them out. I should say thanks to Corrie Berry of the Plutonium Muffins podcast and Chrissy from Stitch Together podcast for mentioning the cow. Corrie is new to podcasts and if you haven't heard of the Plutonium Muffins podcast then check out her blog and her podcast. I'll stick up links on the show notes. She's got a great show and if you like you know knitting and spinning and good chat then you'll really enjoy that and Chrissy has been podcasting for a long time but has recently moved to video and I've been listening to her for a long time and it's really nice to see her on video and while she admits that she's still finding her feet with video podcasting, her shows are really good and I don't know how she manages to do an hour. She's done about an hour every week and good for her. It's, just, it's fantastic. And what I love about it is, is that on Chrissy's podcast, she talks a lot about her finished objects. She gets through quite a lot of finished objects, but it's so fantastic to be able to see them as she talks about them and see how pleased she is with that finished object. And it's it's she's got a really lovely podcast. And again, I'll put the links on the show notes uh, I'm not hugely into video podcasts, but um, I enjoy Chrissy's podcasts immensely. So, as I say, she always has this lovely lot of finished objects and beautiful shawls and great, great yarns. But she also has an absolutely enviable collection of project bags. <laughs> so I'll put all the links, uh, Corey and Chrissy's shows, on my blog. And thanks again to those two for sharing the news about Whip Crack Away. I have been following Tori Sirestead 
on Twitter for quite a while now. Some of you will know her on Ravelry as Tori Rot or on her blog Tori Rot Stitches. I hope I'm saying that right. <laughs> Apologies if I'm not. Tori is from Lillehammer in Norway and she designs really beautiful patterns in stranded colour work. Her collection of designs feature contemporary design as well as drawing inspiration from traditional Scandinavian and Fair Isle mode. I was really thrilled to hear that Tori is coming to Shetlandville Week and that we will hopefully get a chance to get together and have a little meet-up. Tori was in Shetland for Wool Week in 2012 and was really inspired by the Fair Isle patterns uh, from Shetland and started to sort of devise a, a, a garment in her mind, which was inspired by her trip to Shetland. Next year in Lerwick sweater is a beautiful top-down Fair Isle motif really wonderfully balanced with colour and design with bands of Fair Isle motif across the body. Please look at the pictures on the show note. This is a Fair Isle sweater, quite unlike any that I've seen before, contemporary-wise, with waist shaping, which makes it beautifully feminine and really flattering. If you look on Ravelry, there are 54 other versions of the sweater in the projects. And my goodness, what a great garment. And it's so lovely to see other knitters' interpretations and colours it's it's a really, really beautiful pattern and it's been really beautifully knitted by a lot of people. As soon as I saw it, I thought, <gasps> you know, big gasp. It really took my breath away. It was a really, it's a really lovely design. And everybody in the pictures that I've seen wearing it looks so damn pleased with themselves and quite rightly. Thank you so much, Tori, because she has given away three patterns of the next year in Lerwick sweater pattern to Knit British listeners and I am sure that this pattern is already going to make it into quite a few cues once you go and have a look at it. To enter, go to Tori's Ravelry page and I'll put the links on the show notes but go to her design page and have a look in her pattern store and comment on the blog with your favourite pattern. Also stick your Ravelry name on there and it and it can be easier. I mean, I say it could be easier but there are a lot of patterns to choose from in there and you might find that you have more than one favourite. I really, really love the Colorina cowl which is a great colour work detail. Looks like from the pictures a lovely geometric design and the colours that have been chosen are fantastic. They're really, really bright eye-popping colours Looks like a fair like a fair isle project that a muggle like me could do because I'm rubbish at fair isle as you all know. So I think that one will be getting cast on when I can allow myself to cast on again. There are also amazing mitten patterns. If you like mittens, there are some amazing knitting <laughs> knitting mitting patterns. So go over, find your favourite pattern, and comment on the episode eleven blog post with your favourite and your rav name. And as always, if you enter without doing that, you will be disqualified. You've got until the 24th of October to enter. And again, thank you so much to Tori for that lovely giveaway. And I can't wait to see you for Shetland Wool Week. And Shetland Wool Week is coming very fast. In fact, it's coming up very fast. 4th to the 12th of October. I am very excited about this. I am going to various events and workshops, including hap making with Gudrun Johnson, otherwise known as the Shetland Trader. I have never made a hap before and I would really like to learn, so I'm um, looking forward to that. I'm also doing the Quotidian 
colourwork class with Felix Ford, which I'm really looking forward to. Although, as I've said, I am a bit of a muggle when it comes to Fair Isle. Whereas I can do it, but I'm a bit of a slip and grip um, girl rather than continental knitting. But I'm uh, looking forward to that immensely. And also I will be going to Hazel Tyndall's talk and uh, Kate Davis and Gudrun Johnson will both be doing trunk shows. I'm really looking forward to those and also meeting lots of lovely people and I know that there are quite a lot of people coming up um, from out with Shetland for this um, so we've you know been in touch with a few people and we have arranged to have a little knit together. Obviously it's not an official Wool Week event but if you are in Shetland on Monday the 6th of October and you're attending Wool Week events we'd love to see you. We'd love to see you just come along and have a little knit. We're going to be meeting at the Lerwick Hotel lounge bar from about seven o'clock. I chose this place as it's a nice comfy chair place with a nice atmosphere. Um, it's got a lovely lounge area and hopefully it won't be full of oil and gas workers which most of the pubs in Shetland are at the moment although it is a public bar um, so you know there will be members of the public there but it, it also has it just has a really nice atmosphere and uh, it was there that I had met Carol Meldrum and uh, the knitting group that she was with they'd stayed there that you know I spoke to Carol last episode so I thought that'd be quite a nice place already broken in by knitters so <laughs> it's also a really nice place for food actually so if you're looking for a nice place to eat while you're here then they do a good evening meal so there's an event listed on Ravelry and a thread on the Knit British group so if you're going to be going to, to Shetland Bull Week and you fancy coming along give us a shout I don't know what I'm doing with this I'm <laughs> At the moment, I'm knitting on my Lush and trying to record a podcast and I am failing miserably at the knitting 2 by 2 rib. <laughs> um, the Lush Cal is over. It finished last Sunday and I'm almost, almost done with it, as I say. I've just got a few more rounds left on this sleeve. And then the sleeve boredom will be over and I will have a lovely new Lush in Wensleydale Longwall Sheep Shop. I found some buttons that I love, so hopefully they'll... They'll be nice. I bought some from Textile Garden and then realised I hadn't bought enough, so I had to go back and buy some more. Oh dear. <laughs> I was playing real yarn chicken with the sleeves and I thought I better order another ball. And then the other ball came and it's vastly different from the dye lot that I'm using, that I've used for the rest of the body. And oh, I had kind of thought if I got more wool I could knit long sleeves and that just wasn't going to work with this new yarn. So what I did was I tinked back a few rows because it already started on this long sleeve idea. So I tinked back to the correct measurement for the sleeve and before ribbing and with the ribbing I used the new yarn which doesn't have so much as a contrast I suppose as if I was you know, if I decided to knit it using two balls of yarn, it was markedly striped um, when I tr when I just did a swatch. Knitting the cuff in the new yarn is actually quite nice. And I think I what I could do, what I could do, she says could, but probably won't, is I had already knitted the button bands because I was really not looking forward to the sleeves. So I thought I'd put it off by knitting the button bands first. So I could potentially rip back the button bands and knit them in the new yarn as well but as I say done this way you don't really notice that it's much of a contrast so I'm quite happy with it really 
and as I say, it'd be really nice to get it washed and blocked and on my back for Yarndale. And I hope that if you've been taking part in the Lush Podcal and you're going to Yarndale, wear your Lush too. We'll look a right bunch of loonies if we're all wearing the same garment, but can you imagine the photo opportunities? And I don't know if tin can knits are going to be at Yarndale. I think... Somewhere in the back of my mind, I think that I'm, I might have seen them on the exhibitor list. But can you imagine if we all rocked up wearing our lushes? I think that'd be quite hilarious. I mean, we can take them off, I suppose, if we look if we look like, a, I don't know, members of a cult. <laughs> the cult of tin can knits. <laughs> but yeah, do. if you're going. I, I, that would be lovely. If you're going to Yarndale and you've got a lush, wear it. Just wear it. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> and we'll all look fantastically well tired together in our hand knits. Doesn't matter what anybody else says. <laughs> so I'm back to the three quarter length sleeves and um I am really I'm quite happy with that actually. I prefer three quarter length sleeves. I never thought I would be one of these people that did. My mum likes three quarter length sleeves, she likes her sleeves up, whereas I've always preferred longer sleeves but there's something to be said for a three quarter length sleeve. It's a little more flattering as well. Um for me anyway. I, and I haven't needed to play yarn chicken quite so dramatically either this time because sort of those three inches that I'm knitting the, the two sleeve cuffs um, in the different yarn has sort of saved me a little bit. So I have a couple of metres left of the the original ball. So I'm really, really, really happy with my Lush. It's been slow progress, and that uh, you know, but I'm really happy. I'm happy with, with how it looks. I'm happy with the stitch, oh, the stitch definition of the Wensleydale is fantastic. I've got a couple of, I've noticed that I've rowed out a couple of times. Do you know what that means, rowing out? I don't know if that's a Shetland term. That, that might be one for the, that might be one for the knitting terms um, in another episode. But basically it means you purl a little bit looser on the other side. And, I, and I've noticed that there's just a couple of places where that purl, you know, the, the, the rows have rowed out um, a little bit. And it's just a little bit looser. But actually one is under the arm. So... That's not too bad. And really, I'm very happy with how this is knitted up. I was very sad when I had to rip back in the beginning to fix a mistake, but I'm really, really pleased with it. So if I give it the attention it deserves, I'll finish this quite quickly and get it washed and blocked and on my back for Yarndale. Very exciting. I've obviously not cast anything on because I'm cracking away with the whips. Whip, crack away, whip, crack away, whip, crack away. But my Vivid Blanket, which I mentioned last podcast, came first in a local craft show that was on last weekend in Shetland. And I was really chuffed it came first in the blanket section. I didn't have much hope for it winning anything because the, the category was baby pram blanket. And actually, you need to fold this in about three to make it pram blanket size. So <laughs> it's quite big. But I was really, really chuffed with that. And I've had loads of lovely compliments on it. So that's another tin can um, design, the Vivid Blanket. And I'm already thinking that I'd quite like another one. Um, it would be nice to knit one in British breed yarns, you know, of different square for a different breed. But you might remember that a while ago I, I said that... Um, you know, to, to sort of use up yarn and get the good of every yarn that I use and sort of also keep a record of the yarns that I've been using while I've been knitting British. Every ball of yarn that I've, that I've had, if there's any left, I've knitted a square with it. And they're all different squares. Some are garter. There are a couple of vivids. There are a couple of pop blanket squares. 
they're, you know, there's a couple of stockinette ones. They're just, I've just knitted squares. And so that will one day be a blanket. So I don't know if I should really think about knitting vivid squares for another blanket. But, you know, it's, again, knit, knitting a square is a really good way to use up stash yarn. And I don't like to have a lot of little odds and ends kicking about the place. And I do actually have, I do need to, like, go in a square knit and bent and actually because I decided that I was going to knit this blanket before the 1st of September I could actually cast on squares to knit for that blanket as part of whip crack away because it's not actually a new project it's knitting towards an old project <laughs> so I could I could I could definitely be doing with knitting a few more squares but but I think a, a vivid blanket in British breed yarn would be pretty fantastic I can just imagine all the different textures and lusters and it'd be lovely anyway stop talking about casting on things Louise even though I haven't cast anything on recently, I have been on a bit of a pattern buying bent. I shan't say spree, not quite spree-like. I got Woolly Worm Heads pattern Alviere, which is a hat, a lovely worsted uh, slouchy hat, which has got wide ribbing on the brim and also horizontal ribs around the body of the hat, which looks really lovely. And I think you could block it and have it, you would really see that that um, rib stretched out beautifully, but also without, you know, only loosely blocking it, those ribs would sort of, you know, ruch and make it more slouchy and lovely. So that is a possibility. To, to cast on at some point and also I bought two Helen Stewart patterns which I took advantage of a little discount that she has if you sign up to her newsletter for the Curious Handmade blog and podcast then you get a lovely little discount to spend on her ravelry, ravelry patterns and I purchased the Red Robin shawl which I've had my eye on since last December when it was in her I think it was the Knit Vent collection and I also got the Fireflies Rising shawl, which is a really beautiful ethereal uh, shawl, which actually has that Kettle Yarn Company twist yarn that I flogged from the Montrose hat. It's got that written all over it, actually. But again, I'm going to refrain from casting on any of those things until after the Whip Crack Way ca uh, Cal has finished. Squares may be permitted. <laughs> I'm going to try my hardest to crack on with those things. Podcast Lounge. Now, last time you'd heard me getting very excited about the Edinburgh Yarn Festival Podcast Lounge, which is going to be an area at next year's Edinburgh Yarn Festival where podcasters can meet one another, meet their audiences, chill, knit, natter, interview guests, and Edinburgh Yarn Festival VIPs, and maybe also organize a program of events. Joe and Mika, the organizers of the festival, have seen the rise in the popularity of podcasting in recent years and how quite often before events there are informal meetups that are arranged and there have been podcaster meetups and things in the past. So they thought that they would dedicate a space for podcaster meetups and to interview guests and just knit and natter and have a lovely time. If you are a podcaster and you are going to be attending the Edinburgh Yarn Festival in March next year on the 14th and 15th, you can use the areas on a drop-in basis and meet and network and schmooze with you, the lovely listeners. 
And if you wanted to get involved with some of the planned activities and maybe help mould a bit of a programme for the weekend, then just email me at louise at knitbritish.net. I am coordinating ideas and we can have a bit of a confab about the weekend. For me, and I know Jo and me could feel, feel the same, you know, Podcast Lounge is about community. A community of podcasters, a community of listeners, a community of knitters... You know, community is something that is really important to our knitting lives, whether it's online, whether it's, you know, knit nights, whether it's an event like this, you know, that community aspect is there. And it's, you know, whether you want to use this area as a meeting place, a knit and natter, or to have Q&As or podcaster panels or other activities, I think that community aspect is strong. You know, and I want this, really want this to be, a superb place to be enjoyed within the larger Edinburgh Yarn Festival events. I'm not an event planner. I have absolutely no plan <laughs> on making a career of being an event planner. Um, but I am very enthusiastic about this. And, you know, maybe it's got something to do with where I come from. And, you know, I'm a big advocate that if you do something, if you're involved with events in your local community... You give it gusto and you you pull it out of the bag to create something superb and something that that community really deserves and might talk about for ages afterwards. And I just think that 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 is very similar to what the podcast line should be. And I think that it's going to be a great space. It's going to be a great opportunity for podcasters to meet their audience and grow their listenership and just mainly have a proper giggle and a good time and there is some good chat on on podcast lounge topic and you know what might grow out of this and again if you want to be involved with that give me a shout louise at knitbritish.net i really hope to see you there yarndale as i mentioned I'm going to Yarndale on Saturday. Very excited. Also having a small detour via Edinburgh to catch up with Claire Devine and Jess at Ginger Twist Studios, who, once more, have something super secret to tell me. Although I have no idea what that super secret thing is. I'm sure I'll find out on Friday. There is going to be a lovely podcast community there um, on the Saturday with myself and Shiny Beast Joe and Amy from Knit Spin Cake, Geeky Girls Knit and Nick from Yarns from the Plane. Cece from Geeky Girls has sorted a little meetup area in the cafe in the pins at three o'clock. So come by and see us. Beware, I might have my microphone so I might be asking some questions, but mostly... I'm really excited to say hello and meet you. I'm also really looking forward to seeing some of the stall holders and the goodies on display at Yarndale. And I will definitely be going to see Dyer Lalbear, who I'm very sad to say has decided to retire. Um, Net British readers of old will know that one of the first British yarns I bought was from Lalbear. And I'm very sad that she's uh, retiring, but wish her the very, very best um, of wishes and hopes for a lovely retirement. Her Etsy shop is closed at the moment, but will reopen on the 25th of October with the stock that she has remaining after the Yarndale and also the Bakewell events that are coming up. So I'm def I'll definitely be heading to see Lalbear and also to say hello to Skeen Queen and Anne Kingston and... 
Helen from Ripple's Crafts and Sheepfold and really, really, really excited for my first Yarndale trip, even though, as you might remember, that it was sort of decided on the, on the spur of the moment that I was going to go. I am leaving Shetland on Friday and going to Yarndale on Saturday and coming home on Sunday. So it's going to be an absolute whirlwind and I'm really looking forward to it. And I hope I'm not going to buy too much <laughs> when I'm there. You know, do stop me if you see me with armfuls of yarn and uh, remind me that I don't really need all that. And if you can't make it to the to the little knit meetup that we're having in the pens at three o'clock, but if you see us, then stop us and say hello because it would be really, really nice to see you. And again, I may need assistance in stopping me from buying all the yarn that's there. That is nearly it for another episode, but not before the hellos and thanks section. I'd like to say hello to all the new kids in the Knit British Ravelry group. Tad Twister, YY, Hi Ha, I hope I said that right, CBD Aviatrix, Knitting Mummy, Handmade by Siggy and Supka. And thank you to Dana Broad for the lovely uh, Ravelry message. I'm currently trying to enable her to come to the next Shetland Wool Week. <laughs> also, a big hello and thank you to Linda Newington from the Knitting Reference Library. She was here in Shetland this week uh, doing some research and it was really lovely to be able to meet up with her uh, and have a lovely chat, although we kept digressing onto other subjects, but um, it was really fantastic to see her and I could have spent a lot longer in our company. She was a very interesting lady and has a big interest in knitting and the knitting community and she had some information about the In The Loop 4 conference which is happening in Glasgow next year which I will bring you more information on that closer to the time. So thank you, it was lovely to meet you Linda. Uh, huge thanks to everyone who tweeted and sent me messages last Friday. I had tweeted that I'd handed in my notice and some of you are aware that I've been unhappy for some time and that my health has been affected so I made the decision to quit my full-time job and go to a part-time job which is actually it's a new old job because it's at my beloved Shetland Library so I will be starting there again soon. I am going part-time mainly to get me back into a happier place and sort of give me time to take stock a wee bit but it also means that I'll have more time for Knit British posts and podcasts and hopefully bring you a few more features and sections that I've been wanting to do for a wee while but I haven't really had the time Um, and I'm really happy about that. It does give me that more time element that I have been sort of seeking for a while for Knit British and although it's not the reason that I've gone part-time it's it's quite a nice little benefit really so thank you very much for the lovely support and kind messages that you gave me i i hugely appreciate it really do was very touched thanks also to tori for a fantastic giveaway and remember you can comment on the episode 11 blog post your favorite item from her pattern store to be entered into that competition for the next year in Larwick sweater pattern. I will be back next month, uh, maybe twice, given the all the events that are coming up, and I'll have news from Yarndale and Shetland Wool Week, and I will also have a gorgeous yarn from Chrissy Day to tell you about, and uh, another knitting word section. And I am allowed to cast something on in that yarn from Chrissy Day because you need to be able to see it in action, and that's. That's me getting around the whip crack away thing. Um, <laughs> I'm leaving you with Ren Ross and this episode's knitty related end tune, which is called I Will Knit For You. 
It's um, on musicalley.com and the links are on the show page. And I giggled a lot listening to this tune. Have a lovely time, whatever you get up to before next we meet. And hopefully I'll see some of you um, at Yarndale and Shetland Wool Week. And take good care of yourself and I'll see you again soon. Bye. I may one day 